Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. An Erio's original... Welcome to Webcrawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stettin. And Maria says hi. I'm sure. I'm sure she does. <laughs> I'm sure she does. She didn't say that, but I'm saying it for her. She, she, she for sure would say hi. She says hi. She would say hi. If we could find her. Melissa, who are our patrons for today? We have Kelly and Jane. Hi, guys. Welcome to the team. Uh, I'm going to try to pop off a new Patreon episode this week. There was someone who talked to wrote me a letter about what, what are you looking at? My cats are they go crazy whenever I'm recording. They oh, just yeah. start like chasing each other up and down the stairs, and I'm worried one's going to fall down one of the, fall. the stairs and going to break its In leg. Your cat wall? Oh God, God forbid! Um, someone told me that Nostradamus predicted the. <laughs> I swear, they someone I got a DM saying that Nostradamus predicted the like astrological chart of the Antichrist. And that allegedly this person is alive now and is like huh? in their six and is like in their sixties is like a boomer. A boomer pre- predicted. <laughs> <laughs> no, a boomer is the antichrist apparently Whoa. and is alive now. I mean, yeah, I believe so, it. <laughs> I, yeah, seriously, um, it's Trump. So uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna look into that and try to have that person on for a Patreon episode this week. So stay tuned and welcome Kelly and Jane. Melissa, what is our episode on today? Okay, so this week we got a suggestion in our Discord under the new episode, nope, under episode suggestion, yeah, sub subreddit Discord, whatever it's called. <laughs> We're okay. We're going to be okay. Oh boy. 
And Do you know, just just as a side, a side, an aside about how how we're both a little off today. I think, baby, I got a migraine last night, oh, and then no. I looked at I looked at my aura ring this morning, and it said that the whole time I had a migraine, it registered as me being asleep. What? Wait, when Isn't did that- you have the migraine? What time? Like I had it like at 5 p.m. on. And then when I woke up this morning to check like how my sleep was, my aura ring thought I was asleep starting at like 5 p.m. So then I was like, oh, my God, is having a migraine like the same thing as being asleep neurologically? Like, does your brain do the same stuff? Like, it was so weird. I was, That's I was weird. So I wonder if your brain does something. I mean, I'm sure your brain does crazy shit when you have a migraine. Yeah, I, it was so confusing. Your brain so shuts I think, down. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Like, But I was like out. I was like at my boyfriend's house. And then like we went to the movies and I had a migraine the whole time. I was like, was I like asleep? Because I kind of don't remember anything. You didn't actually <laughs> see the yeah, movie. It was all a that dream. movie hasn't come out yet. Baz Luhrmann's Elvis is a hallucination <laughs> to me. All right. Anyways, back to the program. What's our episode on today? Okay. So in the Discord, Gretchen... Gretcheb, not Gretchen, Gretcheb. <laughs> Gretcheb. Posted, hey guys, just joined the Discord because I just had to share this episode idea. I've been chomping at the bit to hear an episode on the Electus Perdeus cult. They were a South African cult from a small mining town. Their leader claimed to be a 42nd generation witch and Satan's ex-wife. And they are connected Hot. to at least 11 crazy, crazy murders. Please do an episode on it. <laughs> Uh, here's an article. There's also a docu-series called Devil's Dorp, which translates to Satan's Town. Um, I don't know how people outside of South Africa can watch it, maybe a VPN or something, but it's so worth it. One of the craziest stories I've heard. And I found it, and you do need a VPN to watch it. How did you get a VPN? I downloaded a thing called VPN Plus. Okay. It's like a little app. that po- It's a little thing that pops up on your computer. And you pay, you can pay $1.99 for seven days. Oh, great. It's called like the vacation thing. Or yeah. I think it's like three ninety nine for a month. Oh, great. And you can set it to, I used it when I was on vacation to watch the Great British Baking Show <laughs> when I was in Bora Bora. <laughs> That's I so set funny. it to the UK and it streamed channel4.com. Oh, amazing. It works okay, really cool. well. And I just set this to Australia and so I could stream this documentary. Awesome. Even though it's a New Zealand show? It's a South African show. Yeah, it was a South African show, but it was streaming on an Australian streaming site called SBS. Okay. Whatever. Okay, so this is what the episode is about. Okay, so in 2008, a boy brought a samurai sword to school in South Africa put on a Slipknot mask, and decapitated another kid. Holy shit. He was supposedly a part of a satanic group that's connected to the group we're talking about today. Oh, my God. So the main person the story revolves around used Satanism as an excuse and a reason for all the evil shit that she did. Oh, God. But as we've said before, if you really look into Satanism, it's not about sacrificing people or worshiping the devil yeah. Satanism, as defined by Anton LaVey, is a celebration of the self. Yes. It's it like encourages, hedonism, kind yeah, of. Yeah. It encourages people to seek their own truths, indulge in desires without fear of societal taboos, and perfect the, thyself. Mm-hmm. So, 
The main character in this whole thing is Cecilia Stain. She's mm-hmm. 37. She claims to be a 42nd generational witch and that she was born to be married to Satan and she's the head priestess of a satanic cult called Electus Per Deus, which means chosen by God. Did you just Google her? Sure did. You could tell by the look on my face. She's She's got this <laughs> spiky hair. Yeah, it's like she's bald, but also has spiked hair. She has her <laughs> hair is very thin, but it's spiked with gel in it. She it she looks like she could be married to Satan. She doesn't. Okay. It's a unique look. You it's know a what? Unique... I was gonna say something. Held it in. Let's keep going. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know, she's an inter- Google her. Cecilia said it's S T E Y N Stain. Yeah. Okay, so she said that she could never leave Satanism. Because she was chosen to open the gates of hell, and she needed extra protection from people. She could not travel more than 30 kilometers from her home. Otherwise, some sort of death curses would be activated. Okay. <laughs> and she also claimed to be a werewolf and a vampire. I'll just say, by looking at this woman, it looks like she has one or two motorcycles. <laughs> yes. She could be a part of Hell's Angels. Yes, that's what she looks like. That's what she looks like. (laughs) (laughs) So then then we have Marinda Stain. No relationship to Cecilia. That's fucking... What? She changed her last name to Stain when she joined... Yeah, I know. The whole documentary, it was like, Marinda Stain. I'm like, is this her sister? I was like, no, she changed her name when she joined the group. She's 51. uh, A teacher, school teacher has two kids who were basically raised in this satanic cult. Jesus Christ. Uh, One kid, his name is LaRue, and he was a teenager when his mom joined the cult. He claimed later that his mom would beat him with a baseball bat and force him to participate in murders. Oh, God. Not a great mom. No. And then Marcel was the younger sister. She was really smart. She did really well in school. Then she started doing drugs at 14. Mm. which we'll later learn was a coping mechanism for witnessing all these brutal murders. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to numb out if I saw a bunch you of gotta numb out. murders. Yeah. And then there's Zach and Michaela Valentine. Valentine. Zach was born in 1985. Uh, he did well in school. He was quiet. He grew up in a nice home. He had a math degree in college. He was working as a financial advisor, making great money. He was married to Michaela, who's a real estate agent. She had a more rough upbringing. She got into drugs. Then she got into church and turned her life around. And then she started going to college, but then she dropped out when she and Zach joined Cecilia's cult. Oh, God. Then there's a woman named Rhea Grunwald. I mean, come on. That's like a Harry Potter name. Rhea Grunwald. Like the crimes of Grindelwald. (laughs) Yeah. She was the leader of a religious group called Overcomers Through Christ, a.k.a. OTC, which was determined to rescue people from the evil grips of occultism. So she developed a course called Know Your Enemy to equip others with the knowledge they'd need to, like, escape Satanism. So she did counseling for people who were survivors of the occult, but then she later got manipulated and sucked into Cecilia's cult. Oh, no. She got got by Cecilia. Yeah, she she went too close to the sun. Yeah. And then there's a guy named John Barnard. 
He's a drug addict. He was part of the cult. He'd basically do anything for money and drugs. He was just like, have John do it. And they would just give him drugs. It seems like there's a lot of drugs in this occult. There's a lot of drugs involved. Yeah. And then there's a detective, Ben Boisen, who's the main detective Mm -hmm. in solving this whole case. Those are like the main characters. Okay. So in 2012, there were four murders that were all linked and the media called them the Satanic Murders. Huh. So in July of 2012, in Pretoria, which is like an hour from Krugersdorp, which is, this is all like on the outskirts of Johannesburg, South Africa. Okay. So the body of Natasha Berger, who's 34, and Joy Boonzire were found. In the house, there were like random satanic things strewn around. So the police assumed that this was mur- this murder had to have been like a cult related. Yeah. Natasha Berger was good friends with Ria Grunwald. Oh, God. So that was an interesting bit. Yeah. And then August 2012, Pastor Reg Ben Dixon was found stabbed to death. Oh, no. He also knew Ria. And then October 12th, uh, 2012, Michaela Valentine, member of the cult, married to Zach, was found murdered in her home. Oh, shit. So these were like four murders that happened in 2012. So let's talk about this Rhea Grunwald, the Harry Potter character. Yeah. She had a ministry group. It was called Overcomers Through Christ. She started back in the 2000s, and she did therapy with these ex-occult members to try to deprogram them and integrate them back into society. So she was like trying to get people out of Cecilia's cult. Yeah. But she was contacted by Cecilia and then Cecilia lied to her and said that she had escaped the satanic church. She needed Rhea's help. Oh, shit. And so Rhea decided to create courses to help survivors of satanic groups. And she called it Know Your Enemy. And she had Cecilia like compile like all of her knowledge she was like the foundation for this course oh my god what was weird was that cecilia she claimed to be the bride of satan but she didn't really know much about satanism and she was like creating this course and according to cecilia's former best friend she just like cobbled together a bunch of info from random websites it's like us writing an episode exactly (laughs) this is what she did which is one of the reasons why the author of this course isn't listed as Cecilia, but rather Xena, one of her alter mm. egos, allegedly from her disassociative identity disorder. Oh, shit. So Cecilia came in and was like, oh, I'm, an, I'm a survivor of a cult. Let me create this course for you. Oh, God. So everyone who was in Rhea's group was like fascinated by Cecilia. Probably from her hairstyle. They're like, how does she have how spiky she do hair? It? How, how does, does she, she do it? it? <laughs> They thought she was, like, the most interesting person. They wanted to know more about her. So the people who joined this group included Zach and Michaela Valentine. This is before the murders occurred. And then Marinda Stain with her two children, Marcel and LaRue, who were about 10 and 12 at the time. So Cecilia would teach the children about, like, everything spiritual. So these people joined Rhea's group wanting to, like, protect themselves from Satanism. But little did they know. Little did they know Cecilia had an ulterior motive. Motive. So Rhea said that the Know Your Enemy course was too focused on Satan and not enough on God. So she decided to do another course called Know Your Savior. 
And for that, she consulted with Pastor Reg Ben Dixon, who was one of the four who was eventually murdered. murdered. So Cecilia got jealous because Rhea was no longer focusing on her. So Cecilia started sending anonymous texts to herself, pretending to be from the satanic church, threatening her life to try to get Rhea to feel bad and go back to her. Oh my God. She would have, Rhea would have prayer meetings at her place, but then she started receiving messages saying that she had to stop or Cecilia would be badly hurt. So one day at one of these meetings, there was some like screaming outside the window and Cecilia was in the street covered with blood saying that she had been stabbed. This bitch crazy. She's crazy. And then Rhea decided to have one last secret prayer meeting with her Bible group. And at this meeting, bombs went off in the parking lot underneath the members' cars. Oh, my God. Turns Cecilia. Out it was Cecilia and her pals were doing this to intimidate Rhea's OTC group, which made Rhea super paranoid. And she told Cecilia, like, you can't be in this group anymore. Crazy shit is happening. Yeah. So Cecilia's like, okay, I'll leave the group. And then she took some people with her who were like, she's like, who's coming with me? And it was like Marinda, her two kids, Zach and Michaela, all like followed Cecilia instead of staying with Rhea. So from this point on, Cecilia had a huge grudge against Rhea, like only because Rhea created this like new course that was like, let's have a more God focus. And Cecilia's like, fuck you, bitch. And then just like wanted to make her life a nightmare. Oh, my God. So then Cecilia decided to make her own group called the Electus Per Deus. Which means chosen by God. So this group was Marinda Stain, her two children, Marcel and LaRue, who were barely teenagers at the time, and then Zach and Michaela Valentine. They all got tattoos that said Electus Per Deus. Oh, Jesus. And what's crazy, Cecilia had a husband and a young kid. Her husband was a cop. So she was living with... Her husband was a police officer. But apparently... Her husband had no idea what Cecilia was up to because they would have these meetings at Cecilia's house at nighttime when her husband would be off at work. So her husband had no idea that like she, Cecilia would invite these people over and be like, we're having cult meetings, which seems crazy. Surprise, sh- surprise she has a husband. I, right. You know, I was surprised to hear that, too. Surprised she has a husband. Because I thought this whole thing with Rhea, I thought she was like, oh, is she like in love with Rhea? And she got jealous. That's kind of what I was thinking. But then I was like, oh, she has a husband. Interesting. Yeah. Plot twist. Plot twist. Yeah. Maybe the biggest plot twist. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So these members were were paying tithes to Cecilia. Tithes. Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, fuck, is it tits or tides? Could have gone either way. I already go to church. So, because she, Cecilia said there was this orphanage in the jungles of America for children of Satanists who need to be saved. This bitch. And I'm like, what jungles of America? Like, there are no jungles in America. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, what? Uh, so since Cecilia was a member of this cult, she was required to contribute money to the so-called charity to save the children. Obviously, it didn't exist, and the money was just going to Cecilia, but everyone believed her. And at one point, Zach, who was the financial advisor, was giving her 100,000 rand a month, which is equivalent to like $5,000. Oh, my God. And it was mostly in cash. 
So there wasn't a record of her getting like she had these to do huge... taxes or anything. Exactly. And so she didn't spend it on like lavish things because she didn't want her followers to know it was a scam. So she, but she bought a lot of drugs though. Yeah. I mean, this is not a woman who's not on drugs. This no. is not the behavior of someone who's not on Based drugs. Based on looks itself. Like, yeah, this is, yeah. Okay. And then we're going to get into these things called high nights. I'm scared. And no, it's not when I would go to raves in 1989 yeah, and take ecstasy. <laughs> and then see, see leaves and <laughs> branches all over your walls. That were... <laughs> no, 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 no. Those were different high nights. Uh, so Cecilia would say the satanic energies were strong. And on these nights, she needed extra protection. So these nights, the cult members would gather at Cecilia's flat. They would sing gospel songs and pray. And Cecilia claimed that she was there in body, but her spirit was far away being tortured. She would, there's video of this, by the way, in the documentary. They w- she would collapse to the ground. She would like shake and convulse and blood would pour out of her mouth. And like these ladies, like Marinda, would like just pray harder and try their best to try to get her to wake up. They're like, you would just see video of like people just like praying around her and she's just like, laying on the ground they had like towels they're like wiping up the blood from her mouth is there video of the blood yes is does she have those like halloween blood capsules or something Uh uh-huh she did oh my god that's funny she would take latex gloves it was her own blood she would draw her own blood and then put like gloves of latex or fingers of latex gloves cut them and tie them and she'd put it in her mouth and then she would bite down on it and like pretend uh. to have these like <laughs> seizures. Uh, and she could also s- slow down her breathing. And so her heart rate would be like so low that it would appear as if she died. These people are like, oh, she's she's dead. She's died. Oh, it's, my God. <laughs> it's crazy. So then there comes the Natasha Berger death, the first death. Cecilia became more obsessed with getting revenge on Rhea. So she falsely accused Natasha Berger, who was a member of Rhea's OTC group. She said Natasha was praying the so-called danger prayer that led to the death of 170 children. She's like, this woman is praying. She's killing people. So Cecilia manipulated her group into thinking that Natasha needed to be killed. So the plan was that Marcel, who was 13 or 14 at the time, would go to Natasha's house in a disguise, tell her that her cat ran inside, and she would pepper spray her and then let the others know that she was down the road and they would come in and murder her. However, oh <laughs> Natasha was very wary and would not let Marcel inside. Obviously, like, I'm not letting someone inside. He's like, my cat ran in your house. I'm like, no, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I, I'd know. So they came up with another idea. Zach and Michaela Valentine went to Natasha's elderly neighbor's house her name was joy boonsire they said they were old friends of natasha's they were there to surprise her so joy let them into her house and then once inside they threatened her and they made her write a note to natasha that said natasha please come to my house asap joy oh my god so they put that note on natasha's door for when she returned home from work and then zach then took joy to her bedroom where he locked her dog in the closet and he <gasps> slit her throat and then she died. Then Natasha got home and went over to Joy's house. 
And when she knocked on the door, Zach and Michaela opened it, pulled her inside. She tried to fight them off, but she couldn't. And Zach stabbed her and killed her. So these are the first two murders that they did. Because they thought this Natasha woman was saying this prayer that was killing children. Just based on a crazy thing Cecilia told them. Oh, my God. She's like Charles Manson. Yeah, seriously. So there's Pastor Reg. So in August 2012, just after Natasha and Joy's murders, Rhea received a text from an unknown number saying, Hi, Rhea. Have you said goodbye to Reg? I hope you have. Oh, shit. She was like, what the fuck? Reg was Pastor Reginald Ben Dixon, who was like a longtime friend of Rhea's, who would do lectures at the OTC. And Rhea said that he was her mentor. So Cecilia claimed that Pastor Reg was to blame for getting in between her and Rhea's friendship, which is insane. She told her group that they had to get rid of him so that Rhea was free and could come to Cecilia's group. They're like, we need to Rhea's free. not coming back, friend. No, Rhea's not coming back. <laughs> the group was like, okay, sure. So Marinda volunteered to murder Reg. She took her 14-year-old daughter, Marcel, with her and oh, Zach no. Valentine. They dressed as police officers, went to his house. Marinda took a knife. Zach took an axe. And Zach hit Pastor Reg over the head with the axe. Marinda started stabbing him. And then Marcel, who was just 14 at the time, she witnessed this whole thing. Oh, my God. And what's crazy is that later, during Marinda's testimony... They asked her what it was like to kill him, and she said she felt an overwhelming release when she killed him, and it was exciting. And it was an adrenaline rush that she really enjoyed it. Like, she said this, like, in her testimony. Like, that's psychotic. She's like, yeah, it was very exciting. Like, just matter of fact. It was so weird. Oh, Jesus. So during this investigation, the police realized that these victims were all connected through the OTC overcomers through christ group ria's group so they interviewed everyone in the group they spoke to ria grunwald she said that she believed that cecilia had something to do with the murders on the day of pastor reg's funeral ria received a package outside her door which contained a piece of raw meat and a note that said sorry this is all the doggies left you here's a piece of your precious reggie turns out it was only a piece of pork but holy shit Oh, my God. Cecilia's crazy. Like, why would you do that? Like, just wanted to torture this woman. And this whole time she's married to a cop. (laughs) And as a kid. The cop has no idea what's going on. Oh, my God. But then we come to Michaela's murder. So after the murder of Pastor Reg, Michaela called her mother. She was like in her early 30s, I think. She called her mother and she said she was like super scared and that people had been murdered. She's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on in this cult. She was very disillusioned with their activities and she wanted out. But now she became a liability to the cult. She told her mom that she needed a lawyer to talk to the police. And then due to this, the cops got a warrant to search the cars in the home of Zach and Michaela. And they also searched Rhea, Cecilia and Miranda's homes. But before their search happened, Cecilia and Zach decided they just needed to kill uh, Michaela. So on October 4th, 2012, Zach put sleeping pills in Michaela's coffee and he went to work. 
So he had given Marinda a set of house keys and a gate remote. And then that Thursday morning, Marinda brought her daughter, Marcel, who was still only 14 at the time. <sighs> uh, and they killed Michaela by smashing her skull with a hammer and stabbing her. And Marcel watched her mother do all of this and then, Mar- then told Marcel to join her. So Marcel stabbed her once and then like couldn't do it anymore and ran out of the room. And then Michaela was stabbed 65 more times. And she died. And she was only 25 at the time. That's so horrible. Yeah. Also, stabbing someone 65 times? Crazy. What are you doing? Jesus Christ. So then Zach wanted to make sure he had an alibi for her murder. So he planned a meeting with real estate agents that afternoon after work because he wanted to sell his house. He opened for them. They all went inside together and they walked into the bedroom. Oh, no after Michaela Michaela's lying in their dead and he like pretended to he was like screaming and crying like put on this whole show like he knew she was dead in there yeah he asked the real estate agent to check if she was dead and then apparently after that all he wanted to know was where his cats were and if he could still sell the house Jesus Christ crazy like okay but like where are my cats and like can I still sell this house can I still sell this house So then Cecilia planned to have Rhea's son, Joshua Grunewald, murdered. But fortunately, the three men she asked to do the killing, they never carried it out. Oh, my God. So Rhea's son is still alive. Now let's take a quick break for announcements. Web Crawlers has a Patreon to get access to bonus episodes, shoutouts, merch discounts, and more. Please go to Patreon dot com slash web crawlers you can donate as little as two dollars a month to become one of our bimbo patrons y- yeah. also please <laughs> is there a problem <laughs> no, yeah the, the whole thing isn't there so i so oh. i almost started i almost started reading the, your your episode also <laughs> please rate or review us on apple Podcasts. if you give us a five-star review we will read it on the mailbag episode and please call our hotline insert jingle here <laughs> We love your voicemails and we love the first time callers who overcome their anxiety (laughs) to leave a voicemail. It's a good therapeutic exercise. So if anything, just consider it free therapy. You're welcome. There's you can't. There's no real such thing as overcoming fears. You can just walk. No, bravery is not having no fear. It's walking through your fears. Is that an Allie Siegel original? It's an Alleyism. Wow. I like that. Yeah. So try calling today. (laughs) 66. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Um, now, back to our program. So then, Cecilia wanted to make some money. So she came up with a scheme to obtain money through insurance fraud, theft, and murder. So in triple 2015, threat. the triple threat. <laughs> so in 2015, which is three years after all these murders, John Barnard, who was the member of Electus Perdeus, he was the drug addict guy who would just kind of do whatever for anyone. Whatever, yeah. He worked for a wealthy couple called the Myers. He set up an appointment with them to discuss building a water park. <laughs> He's like, I have this great idea for a water park. Yeah. They're like, okay. <laughs> and Peter Meyer had a bad feeling about this meeting and even asked his partner to sit, on, sit in on the meeting. However, his partner was busy and couldn't make it. Uh-oh. So during the meeting, Zach Valentine, Marinda, her daughter Marcel, and John all came over to the Myers' home for this water park meeting. <laughs> classic water park meeting. was it a water park meeting surprise <laughs> they tied peter and his wife up and demanded money but the couple didn't have that much cash on them and they only got 600 rand which i believe is like a hundred dollars oh god but they stabbed them both to death anyway jesus like crazy and then marinda and zach were suspects because they were caught on cct cctv footage at the myers house so they were asked to go in for a lie detector test. Oh, no. So, of course, Zach was worried that he would fail. So he and Cecilia decided to do a little life insurance policy fraud. So the cult befriended a street vendor by the name of Jared Jackson. And on December 16, 2015, Jackson, with John Barnard, Marinda, Marinda's son, LaRue, they got into two cars. One was Zach's Mercedes. And the other was just like a random car. And on the drive, LaRue, the son, drugged and then strangled Jared Jackson. They parked Zach's Mercedes on the side of the road. They placed Jared Jackson in the driver's seat, his dead body, and they set the car on fire to make it seem like, oh, Zach died in the fire. The following day, Marinda claimed she was Zach's sister and identified uh, the remains as the body of Zach Valentine. She's like, I'm his sister. Yes, this is him. Although, like, the body was completely burnt. So no one could identify it. She's like, oh, yeah, that's my brother, Zach. They're like, What oh. about the teeth? Did, did he remove all his teeth? They didn't. I don't know. They just didn't. She just identified him immediately. This and then she got easy. A, yeah, she got a death certificate to secure this insurance payout. And Cecilia was the main beneficiary on the life oh, insurance God. policy. So then the life insurance company was, like, suspicious. Yeah. So they get a call from LaRue calling on behalf of Cecilia saying that Zach had passed away in a car accident 
Cecilia said that she was a beneficiary to his life insurance, which was 3.5 million rand, which was $200,000. But the policy was flagged because the policy was only taken out months before the crash. <laughs> and no one had paid the premium for years. So they were like, all of a sudden, someone like re-up the policy and then someone dies immediately. Like, red flag. So stupid. And then Cecilia said that her and Zach were very close friends. Marinda had acted as Zach's sister to identify the body before the family could go. Turns out Zach didn't even have a sister. <laughs> that is so like, stupid. Uh, okay, you're his sister. Doesn't have a sister. But now yeah. Zach was missing. Like, where's Zach? How That's could they not have his not body. looked into that when she came to look at the body? It's insane. Everyone's bad at their job. Everyone's yeah. Bad. So then, uh, 2016, there were more murders that were dubbed the appointment murders. This the group, Cecilia. They would set up an appointment with an identified victim under false pretext. Marinda, LaRue, and John Barnard would, like, intimidate the victims into handing over their bank cards. And then Marcel would go to an ATM, verify that their PIN number was correct, and then once confirmed, the victims would be murdered and left in the trunk of their car out in some field somewhere, or like oh on God. the street. The murders then took the person's card and withdrew the cash. And this is ultimately how they were finally caught. So LaRue and Marcel were seen on ATM footage withdrawing cash from murder victims' cards. Yeah. So the first victim was Glenn McGregor. He was 57... He was a tax consultant from Rand Fontaine. Uh, Marinda, Marcel, and LaRue and Barnard met Glenn at his home on January 27th, 2016. They forced him to transfer 6,000 Rand into Marinda's bank account. Then he was shot. They strangled him. They put his body in the bathtub full of hot water for some reason. I don't know how yeah. that would change anything, but that's they're like, let's just put him in a bathtub of water. I don't know why. Ew. Uh, the next was Anthony Schofield, 67. He was a tax consultant. Uh, the group lured him to their flat in Krugersdorp, forced him at gunpoint to hand over his bank cards and PIN number. They withdrew 16,000 Rand and then used his credit cards at various shops in Krugersdorp. And then he was killed and put in the trunk of his car, which was then abandoned. And the same thing happened with Kevin McAlpine, who was 29. Uh, forced to hand over his bank cards. $1,300 was withdrawn. He was strangled and left in the trunk of his car. Uh, his girlfriend was pregnant at the time, which made it even more awful. God, they have killed a lot of people at this point. Yeah, 11 people. And then a few days later, on May 30th, the real estate agent Hanley Ladigan was lured to the flat under the pretense of a business meeting with a client. Uh, she was threatened. They took out $3,000 from her account. They placed her body in Marinda's car and dumped the body near the cemetery where it was discovered the following day. Which is crazy because this murdering spree went on over a month and they didn't even make that much money. They were just killing people for like 500 bucks, a thousand bucks here. A hundred dollars. Like, it's crazy. It's not worth it. Or even the life insurance policy, $200,000. Like, crazy. So after all these murders, the bank accounts were being emptied, were being done by LaRue and Marcel. They were on CCTV footage doing this. 
And a detective saw the footage and said, hey, that looks like the Stain kids. So they were brought in for facial analysis, and it was proven to be them. During the investigation, LaRue, the son, I think he was like 19 or 20 at the time, he confessed to all the murders and said he acted alone. Oh. But the detectives were not buying it, though, because he's like this yeah. scrawny kid. They're like, you killed, killed 11, 11 people? people. Yeah. I don't think so, pal. <laughs> and then at one point, Detective Ben Boysen got a call from an anonymous source that said he must go and check in Marinda Stain's classroom. Oh, fuck. I forgot. She's, she's a, a fucking teacher. <laughs> During this whole thing, she's teaching kids. Oh, Jesus. So he took a team of people. They searched the room. And in some old stoves, they found a bunch of ammunition and weapons oh in the fucking my school. God. Oh, my God. And the police were told that she had recently updated her will as well. And that it was at the school in her file. Someone was like, yeah, she was updating her will. It's in her folder. And they're like, okay, can we see it? <laughs> they're like, yeah, absolutely. So the will said that she denounced her children because of the crimes that they had committed and that everything will be left to Cecilia Stain. So Holy she shit. basically blamed her kids for all of the murders. She threw her kids under the bus. Yes. She forced them to do all this shit. That's fucking bonkers. Crazy. So the detective, Ben, he took this information to her son, LaRue, who was like uh, being held, and showed it to him. And he like couldn't believe it. He was like crying. He's like, why the fuck would my mom disown me like this? Yeah. So he's like, well, I'm fucking done protecting her and I'm going to spill the fucking beans. Fuck this. I'm not taking the blame for any of this. Yeah. And it was LaRue's testimony that finally ended all of this. Good. So then LaRue told them everything. He gave more details about the insurance fraud scam. Uh, he said the group had targeted a man named Gerard Jackson, who was an unhoused man that used to sell snacks on the side of the road. One day, Cecilia bought all his snacks and befriended him. Zach said he wanted to go fishing and that Gerard must join him and his friends. Unfortunately, we know that he was murdered in the car by LaRue and then moved to the driver's seat and was doused with gasoline and set on fire. And That's Zach so disappeared evil. after that for a while. Zach was eventually caught. So there was a lady who would host camping weekends for unhoused people, which Zach was now living as like an unhoused person in South Africa. Yeah. And he used to go on these camping trips using a fake name. One day, one of the police officers brought home a file that had Zach's face on it. And his girlfriend, who worked at these camps, was like, oh, hey, that's Michael or something oh, no. or whatever. He comes to the camps all the time. And her husband was like, uh, no, that's Zach Valentine, who's like yeah, wanted for murder. murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he said, like, the next time she sees him, try to see if his back is covered in all these specific tattoos. Oh, fuck. One says Electus Perdeus. Oh, shit. Sure enough, the next camping trip was at a lake and Zach took his shirt off and she saw the tattoos. So she's like, busted. Oh, God. So LaRue implicated everyone in his testimony. He made a plea bargain so he would not spend his life in prison. And then John Barnard was brought in and his story directly linked to LaRue's. And that's how they verified it was all true. Yeah. And then a, a, a crazy twist in this documentary that I did not see coming. There is a reporter named Mariska Coetzer. I'm scared. Who was in her, I believe she's in like her late 30s, early 40s. She was married. She was interviewing LaRue. 
uh, LaRue, was, I believe he's like 20 at the time, 19 or 20. And she was ta- like, they showed her, she was talking about how handsome he was. She's like, yeah, it's oh, weird that no. I was... Did she, did uh, yeah. she Shkreli? Did she Martin Shkreli? <laughs> yes. And I was like, this is a weird interview. Oh, no. Like the way she was describing him. And she said they would talk over the phone and they became friends. She's like, yeah, and then I fell in love with him. And oh, he, no. asked, he asked her to be his girlfriend the day before he was sentenced. And they dated for two years up until March 2020. Because she could no longer visit him in prison because of COVID. Listen, if the if there is one reason for the pandemic, I'm glad that it protected this poor woman from dating this dude. Yeah, it was so weird. Like she was writing a book about the murders, and then was like, you know, he's just such a nice guy. And it's I'm like, thing. he murdered people. It's that psychological disorder that makes women fall in love with prisoners. Yeah, um, what is that called? I'm There's Googling a name it. for women it. Fall in love with prisoners mm, disorder. <laughs> uh, what is that called? Um, Hybristophilia. Hybristophilia. Hybristophilia is a sexual interest in and attraction to those who commit crimes. Yeah. So weird. Yeah, very strange. But yeah, they broke up, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> or fortunately. Yeah. But apparently he kept writing her letters and she like lost interest when she couldn't visit him anymore. Because she couldn't get that rush. Yeah, that's why. But anyway, so then Marcel, the daughter, testified in court as well. She told the court of the concert fear she has that if she would ever leave the group she would be killed so that's kind of why she stayed in the cold obviously it's probable and she testified to her belief in cecilia stain and the things she told them about satanic churches and orphans like she believed all of that but then she's like looking back now she realized there was an opportunity to tell someone about her life and the group's criminal activities but she was too scared to do anything like sure she was like like i get it yeah, and especially when you're that young and that impressionable, if people are telling you this yeah. stuff, like you're likely you're to believe it. believe it. You know, I, I don't really hold it again. I mean, it's not great decision making, but yeah. I understand where she's coming from. And then she told the court that the testimony of her mother, Marinda Stain, was all lies and an effort to get Cecilia off. She explained that Cecilia had told her and Marinda that if one of them would plead guilty and testify, and make it look like she was the one who planned everything, the other two would escape jail. Which is not... That's that's, that's not true. No. Yeah. <laughs> she explained how she first thought she was going to live with Cecilia for a short while, but then her mother told her that this would be permanent. Uh, she explained how Rhea was initially like a caregiver to Cecilia, but over, over time she withdrew from Cecilia, and that angered her. And then Cecilia told Marcel that she had a PhD in psychology, a degree in anthropology, and had studied to be a minister of religion. And although Marcel never saw a degree or certificate, Marinda told her that the medical staff at the hospital called Cecilia doctor. (laughs) No, they didn't. That's like how sometimes you call people boss. Hey, boss. Hey, doctor. (laughs) So Marcel said she believed Cecilia had special powers. She told her she was a 42nd generational witch and that by being one, she inherited special powers. But then when they asked Cecilia and her testimony, she denied everything. She's like, I never said that. I never said I was a werewolf. I never said this. 
Um, and then when she was <laughs> judge, like, I never said I was a werewolf. I never said I was a vampire. <laughs> uh, but then when she was only thirteen, Marcel was told she had psychopathic demons that would never leave her, and that's why she was a psychopath. Oh God, that's sad. And for a long time, she believed this. But this all changed after her mother was sentenced and she realized she did, in fact, have empathy and sympathy for others. She's like, wait a minute, I do care about other people. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that sucks. And Marcel, also the court, how she believed Celia had brainwashed them and they put a lot of trust in her. She's like, a lot of people came and went in the group, but only the five of us stayed because we truly believed. And she says Cecilia robbed her of her normal teenage life. Uh, and then, so when Detective Ben took over the case, he wanted to link the 2012 murders with the 2015 and 2016 murders. However, the dockets and the boxes of evidence had somehow gone missing from 2012. Cecilia's witchcraft. There's yeah, her witchcraft disappeared. Abracadabra. <laughs> There's currently investigation on the police handling of the case in 2012 that has not yet been concluded. So there might have been some insight. I think it's because Cecilia's husband, her husband. When maybe yeah. he had some influence, he was getting rid of files and stuff. Like, there's yeah. no way he didn't know what was going on. Yeah, she was married to the cop. They're, so there's, mean, they're currently looking into that. Oh, for um, sure, yeah. And then in 2019, Marcel, Zach Valentine, and Cecilia Stain were sentenced to multiple life terms in jail. Good. They found them guilty of killing and robbing 11 people, running a criminal enterprise, fraud, theft, malicious damage to property, robbery, etc., etc. And Marcel was initially placed in the same jail as her mother, Marinda, but her mother threatened her and said that witches were going to kill her. Oh, God. And so she got moved to another jail for safety. She was only like, at this time, she was 20, I think. I feel really bad for these kids because I, I mean know. I think so much of this is um, brainwashing and yeah. abuse. Like, uh, like to have like they each yes they killed people like they physically killed people and it's unfair that like they're going to prison for life because that's what happens when you kill people. But it just seems somewhat unfair in a way. I don't know. Like they could be rehabilitated to not yeah there's got to be some know. other alternative you know like uh, like life in prison programming or psych oh, too much for kids yeah like a psych psych ward or something that they could go to for you know yeah i don't, I don't know i don't know i don't know uh so then ria she fled krugersdorp and she changed her name because she feared for her life did she change it to dia get it dia Rhea. <laughs> she changed her name to Daya, aka Rhea. <laughs> and uh she she was they eventually got a hold of her. Uh and she was a witness for the prosecution. But she said the day that her friend Reg died, she died because she had been left with nothing. Yeah, and also she got traumatized with like being like the dogs ate yeah. the body. I mean, I guess crazy. So she fled, although her lo- location is known to Jana. Jana's the woman who wrote a book about all this, so she knows where she is. But it's not something she'll ever reveal because Rhea still like fears for her life for being involved in this. Yeah. So, because in the documentary they blurred her face. Oh, interesting. 
Um, and she said she lost everything. She started over, but doesn't want to be linked to the story. Um, but she feels extremely guilty about what happened. And she has to live with all of these events. And she left people she loved, so she doesn't endanger their lives anymore. Um, she never killed anyone. She didn't participate in any of these killings. It just happened around her and like yeah. to her. So she completely disappeared. Um, and then on top of that, back in 2012, when the investigations into the first murders commenced, Rhea was completely distraught, but she was also considered a suspect. So that weighs heavily on her. Yeah. There's a degree of embarrassment and fear around it. Even in the court case, she still seemed to believe some of Cecilia's stories. So she still kind of like believes some of the shits that Cecilia told yeah. her. And so she said she's still living with that fear and it's a difficult thing to heal from. Oh, God. So, yeah. I mean, so, this, yeah, I mean it's embarrassing to be associated with this whole, whole yeah, thing. Yeah, the fact know? that she got brainwashed into believing Cecilia was like, oh, she's Satan's ex-wife? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. But anyway, there's this is a four-part documentary on SBS.com. You got to get a VPN. It's fascinating. There's so much info (laughs) for this. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to get that VPN and watch it. And thank you for recommending it. Please continue to recommend stuff uh, to us. And also, who is it who sends us the Google Docs always uh, every month? Maria's Demon. Yes, thank you so much for compiling those, the Google Docs with all the ideas. We Very are so, helpful. Yeah, we are so um, thankful for all of that. Melissa, if people want to reach us with any more ideas or information on this or anything or other docs they recommend, where can people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. All right. Well, oh, this is kind of interesting. What? Just one last thing. I'm on this website and it says, how could Cecilia's husband not have known what was going on? Oh. And it said, Cecilia planned her quote unquote high nights around her husband's night shifts. So he right. was never home. And they, did you did you say that during the episode? And they didn't sh- even share a bed or a room. Oh, right. They slept in separate Bedrooms. Yeah, so I guess they're. I guess they're a pretty. Uh, she would just like clean up all of like the Satan, put the blood in the in the sigils. Like, yeah, <laughs> nothing going on here. Hope you had a good just night. Just watching daylight <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> with the girlies, True just wiping up the, the blood. <laughs> yeah, insane. All right. Well, I am Allie, Satan's bride, Seagull. I am Melissa, Satan's ex-bride. <laughs> yeah, it's always good to be a second wife. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. An Erio's original. Powered by ACAST. 
ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.